We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and you know. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, fellow Magadonians. Hope all's well. It's August 1st. It's August already. Wow. I know a lot of you on the West Coast think your kids are going to school already. On the East Coast, my, my kids got a, another month of summer. Hello, everyone in the chat. We got in Janet in the Indiana in the house. Carol, as always, from Iowa. I'm hoping to see my good friend of the show, Brian from Kentucky pop in on Rumble anytime soon. Yesterday, I was fabric, flabbergasted. Is that the word? Had a slow start this morning. Um, he was watching the show. He's on every morning watching the show. Brian from Kentucky. And, you know, before the show, he puts in the chat, well, I'm not going to let being dead for three minutes stop me from hanging out for my MAGA crew. And I'm looking at it like, what? So I addressed it if you weren't here this uh, yesterday morning. He went in for heart surgery, and apparently his heart stopped, and they did CPR on him, broke all of his ribs, and he's in ICU yesterday morning. And he, he came in the show a few minutes late, which he's usually waiting to come on to the show. And uh, he's in ICU after heart surgery, after getting his chest pumped on from it stopping and being dead for three minutes and then bringing him back. And he's watching, she's watching MAGA mornings yesterday from his ICU bed. And, well, Brian, I hope you're doing well today. I don't see you in the chat yet. Um, hopefully we will. Or you'll reach out and say that you're, uh, you're doing well. Ugh. I got to tell you, um, yesterday was a weird day. Uh, not, not, not to get all. I, um, I usually have the attitude of, you know, not, not caring, not letting things bother me. And nothing was bothering me. It was just a weird day. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glued to, to, the, to the political world almost 24-7, seeing what's going on, whether I'm going to talk about it on the show or just do some grassroots stuff or, or deal with, with events and things like that. You know, I'm, I'm heavily active. Sometimes I think I'm, I'm too active. I need to, to pump the brakes, go outside, touch the grass a little bit, which I, I do. Yesterday was just... I'm just sitting there and I'm just thinking overall of the of the political climate right now and and realizing like how bad we're in the primary season. 
you have your Trump people, you have your DeSantis people, and everyone in between is kind of insignificant. Um, and <clears throat> the hostility and the turmoil and the, and the, the level of, of toxicness is unbelievable. It's, it's off the charts. And the, the attacks between people who are, who are supposedly on the same side of the aisle and, you know, it's it's already it's it's putting driving wedges through friendships where you would see that okay you have liberals in the family they realize you're a conservative or you're a Trump supporter whatever they want to call you and you we hear it all the time because of politics but typically left and right it's it's destroying relationships families uh, friendships uh, work relationships whatever it might be and now we're seeing it a lot because. You may support Donald Trump and someone else may support Ron DeSantis, you know, two Republicans. And uh, I, I got a dose of it yesterday with someone, you know, who's, who's cool. I'm, I'm not mentioning names. Influential individual uh, living in Florida. He's got a big following. Um, you all know who, who it would be. And uh, was on the show, James and I, a while back. He's funny. And yeah, he put a story out and I, I, I responded to it and then it took him a little while. He kind of got like, I don't know. I felt like he just got aggravated. Like he just got like all jumpy and, and, and shitty with me, whatever. I, I don't hold, I'm not holding any grudges. It just made me think a lot. And then, you know, when we just started getting into this conversation, I wasn't heated at all, but he was just like, it's like he was angry, angry messaging. And it's crazy, and we left off. He, he unfollowed me too, and he didn't block me, but he unfollowed me, which is funny. Like he follows my co-host and everyone else in the same circle, but he was following me, and he, he's not following me anymore. Which I, it's just I, I laugh at that shit. I laugh at that petty stuff. Whatever, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. But what's going on about all of the things why Ron DeSantis should be president? Because he's and the big the big thing is he's younger and he can do eight years. And to me, that's not an issue. And I said to him specifically. Sell me Ron DeSantis, like I said to someone on the show the other night in the chat. They're talking about Chris Christie, and and I I thought it was a troll. I'm like, all right, well, sell me Chris Christie. Sell me Ron DeSantis. Tell me what he's going to do different, bringing to the table. And then when this guy just parrots every single thing that's basically pretty much all of it in Agenda 47, Donald Trump's Agenda 47, not bringing anything new to the table. And then when you just say, well, Donald Trump copied Ron DeSantis by saying he wants to give the death penalty to sex traffickers and child molesters. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't say necessarily copied him. I'd say pretty much everybody thinks that. It doesn't matter anyway because you still first have to overturn a SCOTUS ruling that says you can't put people to death who rape children, which is horrible, horrible, horrible because you're destroying lives as opposed to taking a life. Whatever. Whole other, whole other topic and story. But then don't jump down my throat and say, Trump didn't pardon Assange. Trump didn't pardon Snowden. Trump didn't release the JFK files. Trump didn't prosecute Hillary. I'm going to say this. Oh, whatever. My bank account, my retirement fund, the economy, the gas prices in my neighborhood. I don't give a shit about Julian Assange and Snowden and the JFK files and Hillary Clinton. I don't give a shit. I care about my pocket, everyone around me's pocket, that we're surviving, don't have to work three jobs, that taxes aren't crazy. 
And then I say that I, I didn't say it, but I'll say it to that person who may see this. Probably not. Yeah, he unfollowed me, Huck. And you would know who it is. I'll tell you. I'll tell you offline. I don't want to call. I don't want to call the guy out. I, you know, I, I just don't. Typically, I would, but I, I respect him, and I just, I don't, I don't want to. Um, he doesn't even go by his real name anyway. It's like a character. It's. I want everyone to prosper. And I don't care about these little things. What I do care about is the BS you're bringing me to tell me, well, Donald Trump's 80 years old and he can only do four years. Donald Trump could outpace me, this guy, anybody listening here with energy and work ethic now and for the next five years, maybe longer, 100%, 100%. So I don't want to hear four years, he can do eight years, he's younger, all the, look what he did in Florida. Everybody's electric bills is increased 20%. Because of, of of what he did, and, and other things, you know, in, in inflation isn't the economy isn't great in Florida. He did great things in Florida for governor, but again, he also hoodwinked everybody and ran for governor, knowing he was going to run for president. This wasn't a just oh I'm going to run for president now. No, he took everybody's money, Trump supporters' money, running for governor because he knew he was running for president. He hoodwinked all of you. And then all the DeSantis people are screaming and yelling about um, how Donald Trump is spending his campaign money. I'm going to donate more money today so he could put more fuel in his jet and fly around. Uh, that's, I don't care how he's spending the money. I care that he's fighting the corrupt DOJ and the attorney generals, and I'll just keep saying it and scream it from the hill I'll die on. I don't care. He's not out of money. He's the king of grassroots fundraising. And Ron DeSantis is not. Ron DeSantis is an awkward individual who went on, who goes behind a, a podium with 50, 60 people talking about this big economy in declaration of whatever the hell he's calling it, parroted everything, literally parroted everything from Agenda 47. and. They want to make it seem like he's this revolutionary that's thinking of all of these things to save the economy. I mean, higher taxes in Florida now, rising costs, insurance premiums. What is he doing with the insurance companies that are raping Florida, that are pulling out of Florida? What is he doing there? He governs the Florida Department of Insurance. He oversees it. What is he doing there? If you go back to his policies and how he, then there's no, there's no description. He's not describing how he's going to get there. He does just what he wants to do. Right? He, I don't think he knows how he'll get himself there. Go, go watch all of the Agenda 47 videos and just, and just read about it. Read it. It's just, it's, it's wild, but unfortunately. So yeah, I was just thinking about everything yesterday. Just, it really is this big tear now. And, and I get it. It's primary season. It's going to happen. But the attacks, especially on Twitter and, and other social media, the attacks from the DeSantis crowd against Trump supporters are mirrored to what the left does to the right. 
you know, you're right. If you're not for us, you're against us at this point. I get it. Yep. If you're if you're on Team Meatball, you're my enemy. The end. And I have to I have to I have to partially agree. It, it, uh, there are some people that are coming out that are just surprising me. Um, Who's that guy? Officer Tatum, I think, just put something out. Uh, and and they're they're going to keep attacking him on uh, Trump on COVID. And I'm like, listen, neither one of them did stellar stellar jobs on on COVID. We can we can all agree to that, but it. Nobody also knew what the hell was going on with it either, okay? And they're both, you know, not, they're not experts, you know? It's, and, and again, that's where I come out with my, my brazen remark is a single issue voters are retards. Because if you're going to come at me and tell me this is what the guy wants to do, and look, Donald Trump didn't, Donald Trump didn't pardon Julian Assange. I don't give a shit. He also didn't jail him. I don't care. My bank account doesn't care. Is it screwed up? Should Julian Assange have a pardon? Yeah, probably, but I don't care. I don't care. When you're working, when you're leaving your first job, going to your second, and you're driving past the gas station, and you see that gas went up another 30 cents, do you give a shit that Julian Assange is sitting in prison? Do you really, really care besides on social media when you want to tweet about it? It's horrible. Pardon this guy. Do you care? You don't. Neither do I. Do you care about the JFK files that much when you have to go to the grocery store and what costs you $75 now costs you $130? Do you really care about the JFK files then? Because I sure don't. Give me a break. Stop. Just stop. What should we, what we should be caring about is holding people accountable. And the gutless country club member belong, you know, uh, Republicans, white wine guzzling knife and forkers that are sitting in Congress doing nothing but a lot of talk. Devin Archer yesterday. Good morning from Texas. Hello, Patricia. <clears throat> still still looking still looking out for Brian in the chat. Now, you know, I'm a little worried about Brian. You know, the guy open heart surgery. He's watching the show from ICU yesterday. Come on, Brian. We know you can do it. Get in the chat. You haven't missed a show yet. So, Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's long time friend and biz associate, business, flips on the Biden family. And Democrats and CNN want to go to bat and say, well, All they did was talk about the weather. That Democrat from uh, from New York, from my state. No, he's not my my congressman, Dan Goldman. He he's it's like he makes Adam Schiff look like an angel, the way this guy just lied. He sat sat in there, he comes out and he says, Oh yeah, Joe Biden on the phone all those times. They just really talked about the weather. Okay. So they talked about the weather. Even if they talked about the weather, were they really talking about the weather? I mean do you know anything about code words and cryptic language and messaging? Really? <clears throat> they talked about the weather. Well, apparently, the Oversight Committee and other people who have knowledge of the transcribed testimony, which was behind closed doors, which I wasn't happy about. I really wasn't happy that they had it behind closed doors. And I think that gave um, 
Democrats the edge of accusing Republicans, which they are, of having this whole big nothing burger is why did you not have him testify live on television like all of these whistleblowers did? But again, I can ask that question, but there, there might be a good reason for it. I don't know. But Devin Archer showed up yesterday, didn't say anything to reporters as he entered the court. And remember, on Sunday, on Sunday, the holy day, the DOJ decides that they were going to try to interfere <clears throat> and obstruct Congress and their investigation by demanding him to immediately surrender because he has uh, <clears throat> a prison sentence for some fraud charges for some uh, Indian tribe. So they tried that. There was some backlash on a Sunday. And then later on that same day, there was a letter from the federal prosecutor to the judge saying, no, no, no. We understand he has an engagement, a prior engagement, and he, ha he has to testify in front of Congress. And all this word salad about surrender dates and all that, it was all, it was all BS. They were hoping that there wasn't going to be all of these uh, uprisers about it and that they tried to prevent this guy from speaking to Congress because people in the DOJ, unelected bureaucrats, not accountable to we the people, were looking to protect Joe Biden and anyone else who might be in the crossfire. But I'll grab our first one here. Devin Archer flips on the Biden crime family, tells Congress Burisma execs called D.C. to get Ukrainian prosecutor Victor Shokin fired. So Joe Biden got him fired. That's they, and, and when you, if you read about this in, in all of these articles, you, you'll hear the brand. They call it the brand, you know, um, referring to the Biden name, <clears throat> which <clears throat> brings influence and power. And that's what all of these foreign entities um, looked at it as. They looked at Joe Biden and the Biden name, influence and power, because he was the sitting vice president of the United States. Very, very powerful position in the, in the eyes of, of a lot of people with influence. So, I mean, when you look at it, though, what's the vice president really do? A little bit here, a little bit there, and he's just basically ceremonial where if the big, you know, head honcho dies, you take over. You know, come on. What are they, what's, what's really the vice president doing? Influence and power to a lot of people, though. Devin Archer. Hunter Biden's a longtime friend and Rosemont Seneca business partner, who's facing one year in prison for the unrelated charge from this, appeared before the House Committee Monday oversight. Uh, Archer testified that Joe Biden was on the phone more than 20 times, 20 phone calls with Hunter's business associates while he was serving as vice president. Now, that if that's true, which, I mean, he testified under oath, I guess uh, other people are cooperating. Then Joe Biden lied. He lied and said he had no idea of any business dealings and he had no contact with any of the uh, business associates. Archer told lawmakers the Biden brand helped Ukrainian natural gas company Burisma Holdings from going bankrupt. According to Just the News, Devin Archer told lawmakers Burisma pressured Hunter Biden to deal with the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating the company for corruption. 
Recall, Ukrainian prosecutor General Viktor Shokin was investigating Burisma and its CEO, Mykola Zlevesky, for corruption and several homes and vehicles belonging to the oligarch were seized. And that was that famous when he's on stage saying, hey, listen, you're not going to get the billion dollars unless that guy's fired. And he's like, son of a bitch. He got fired. Now, here's your billion dollars. Donald Trump literally was impeached over his Ukraine call, trying uh, the quid pro quo. And literally Biden with threatened to withhold a billion dollars if they didn't fire the prosecutor investigating the energy company that his son sat on the board of who was getting paid what, like $83,000 a year, uh, a month rather, a year, eighty-three or $85,000 a month. It's, it's there. He said it publicly. And Donald Trump got impeached over a phone call with Zelensky where there was no issue with. It's, and what happens? Yeah, a month later, Victor Shokin was fired after Joe Biden threatened it. No, we're not going to give Ukraine the billion dollars. You got to fire this guy who's, who, I don't, I, I can't get, have my son. My, my son's an idiot drug addict. He gets collared. He gets locked up. Guess what? He's going to rat on us all. Oh, here it is. Flashback 2018. Check this um, out. I remember going over convincing our team, our others to convincing us. Providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and, uh, and I was going supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had, they were walking out to the press conference, and I said, no, nah, I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. Who was going to protect well, his son. <laughs> someone solid who was going to protect his son. The guy sitting next to him, obviously, obviously a little uncomfortable. <clears throat> but and we'll go back to this. Devin Archer told Congress that Burisma execs, including Hunter Biden, Mykola Zavesky, and Vadim Pizarski, I'm not saying any of these names right, convened a meeting and called DC to get Victor Shokin fired. A few days later, Joe Biden forced Ukrainian officials, obviously, to fire him or else. And that itself. That in itself, anything beyond that, according to Congress, should, should be an impeachable offense. Again, look what they did to Donald Trump over a phone call. So, again, there's a, the Oversight Committee. Let's see if I can find this here. Apparently, there were some critical takeaways. I'm on the uh, Oversight Committee Twitter. When Joe Biden was vice president, 
He joined Hunter Biden's dinners with his foreign business associates in person or by speakerphone over 20 times. About the weather. I'll, I'll play that clip in a little bit. About the weather. Are we that, uh, do they really think we're that stupid? Well, the answer is yes. That was a rhetorical question. They all think we're stupid. Republicans, Democrats, anyone who's sitting in power has some sort of influence on the Hill, in the White House, whatever it is. Most of them just think we're useful idiots. That's a fact. Devin Archer testified that the value of adding Hunter Biden to Burisma's board was the brand. Hey, you need Hunter Biden on the board for Burisma for a no-show job, and this is what he wants, $83,000 a month. And what, what's the value there? He brings the brand. He brings the White House. He brings the big guy. And then he confirmed that then Vice President Joe Biden was the brand, obviously. And that the 20 phone calls were to sell the brand. So when Hunter Biden is sitting there with his business associates and they're making deals or whatever it is they're doing, he say, let me, get, let me get the big guy. Let me get the big guy on the phone. And he calls up on the speaker and he's calling the brand to show off to these people that this is my father, he's the vice president of the United States, I can make things happen. And I can make things happen discreetly, but you're going to pay for this type of influence and power. The brand is not cheap. The brand needs beach homes in Delaware that he walks around shirtless with his man boobs hanging out and nobody cares he's on the beach. The brand means so he can have his mansion. The, the, the brand needs his Corvette, where he stores all his classified documents behind. So th that's why the brand has, what, 30 shell companies in order to accept all of this money? I mean, it's so obscene at this point. And what's even more obscene is that mainstream media like CNN and members of Congress and people there who think Joe Biden is this cute and cuddly family man just – is is not corrupt. They think he he he's just great. Are we not seeing this? They they really think this is all made up. They think this is all lies, and that the Republicans are wasting money and resources even investigating all of this. Go on any social media platform and look at some of these left pages and mainstream media pages, or uh, individual reporter pages, and literally now it's. What are these people doing for the American people instead of wasting time and money, taxpayer money, on investigating what they say is the most successful president in decades? It's just, it's amazing how, how the narratives and the stories get fabricated. Devin Archer then admitted that Burisma would have gone out of business if the brand had not been attached to it. Because of the Biden's involvement, people would have been intimidated to mess with Burisma legally. So they can do whatever they want, which was most likely uh, a lot of illegal things, a, a lot of cutting through a lot of red tape, cutting corners in order to operate, that they had the influence of the United States government through the big guy and the brand and Hunter Biden that they didn't have to worry about all that. And without it, they would have went out of business. December of 2015, Mykola Zaveski, the owner of Burisma, and Vadim Pizarski, an executive of Burisma, placed constant pressure on Hunter Biden to get help from D.C. 
regarding the Ukrainian prosecutor, Viktor Shokin. Obviously, Shokin was investigating Burisma for corruption, and it worked. It's, it's the mafia, the organized crime family that puts pressure on the judges, on the cops, on the DA, who they all bribe and threaten and blackmail in order to get what they need done so they can operate under the cover and protection of all of these entities to further their organized crime syndicate. It's the same thing. Call me crazy. It's the same thing. But when you have the owners of this Burisma Energy Company, these billionaire oligarchs are pressuring and paying and pressuring and paying, that to me is it's it's organized crime. I mean, it's it's cut and dry to me. I mean, what do you think? Hunter Biden, along with Zlevesky and Pazarski, called DC to discuss the matter. Biden Zlovesky and Pizarski stepped away to make the call. This raises concerns that Hunter Biden was in violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, which was all part of that plea deal that fell apart, where they didn't, they wanted to protect him from further uh, criminal liability and, and they, they basically to exempt him and give him uh, protection of any future crimes. And the, the, the judge saw that and said, listen, there's something not right here. This plea deal is no good. And then the, the, the lawyers retracted it. And I believe they're still trying to, uh, they have not come up with a deal yet. As a matter of fact, there was just something yesterday. The judge put out, there was an article. The judge put out again that she said she would have Hunter Biden jailed immediately if he failed the drug and alcohol test um, and violated the conditions of his release even if he did it in places like California where it was legal. She didn't care. That's a condition to your release, whether it's legal where you are or not. If you consume drugs or alcohol and you pop on the random test, you will be jailed as you violated the conditions of your release. Joe Biden was dialed into a dinner in Paris with a French energy company and in China with Jonathan Lee, the CEO of BHR. Then VP Biden also had coffee with Lin in Beijing, or Lee in Beijing, and even wrote a letter of recommendation for college for Lee's daughter. What, why, again, why is he on the phone with all of these people that are involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings? I think Hunter Biden himself was a shell. He has no energy experience. This is all about money. What can we do to further the Biden name, to further the Biden dynasty, the legacy, the money? Well, I got my idiot crackhead son here. We'll basically just do anything I, 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 I say. He, he made it through law school. He, you know, he's the smartest guy Joe Biden knows. Use him as basically a shell company in itself to just funnel money through influence and power. Joe Biden was vice president. The White House was being sold to the highest bidder, which happened to be Burisma, this Ukrainian energy company. It's a fact. Archer confirmed Joe Biden was referred to as my guy by Hunter Biden. My guy and the big guy. I got to call my guy. You know my guy. Make sure there's 10% for the big guy. But I think they call him the chairman also something else. 2014, then 
Joe Biden attended, vice president at the time, attended a business dinner with Hunter and his associates at Cafe Milano in D.C. Alina Baterina, a Russian oligarch who was the widow of the former mayor of Moscow, was an attendee. Notably, the Biden administration's public sanctions did not contain to this widow, uh, Baterina, which actually brings me to this. Devin Archer testified that Joe Biden met with Moscow mayor's wife in Georgetown, who wired $3.5 million to Hunter. And then, after that happened, Joe Biden kept her off sanctions list. And they they questioned about it, and there was no answer why she was kept off the sanctions list. Last year, KJP, the equity hire, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the press secretary, refused to say why Biden didn't sanction Russian billionaire Elena Batarina, nor if Biden met with her at a Georgetown restaurant in 2015 while he was vice president. Would not answer. And again, Hunter Biden's best friend and business associate, Devin Archer, did testify that Joe Biden met with her, who later invested into $40 million, $40 million into Hunter Biden's real estate ventures. Oh, so she... Gave $40 million to Hunter Biden for his real estate ventures. And she also paid Hunter Biden $3.5 million in consulting fees. Hmm. And all for that, the billionaire widow of a corrupt Moscow mayor was left off Biden's sanction list. Yeah, don't even mention her. Not a significant name. She's the widow of the Moscow mayor who was corrupt. No one's going to pick up on this if we just do the do it this way through these channels. And here's Corrine Jean-Pierre. Uh, regarding Russia's sanctions, I'm wondering if you could uh, share the reason why President Biden hasn't sanctioned the Russian billionaires uh, Vladimir Yevtushenkov and Yelena Batarina. Um, how, how is he handling the conflict of interest there, given his son was a business associate of these two people? And can you confirm that as sitting vice president, he dined with Batarina in Georgetown? I'm just not speaking to um, anything that's related to his son from here. If you want to have, if you want to ask question about uh, Hunter Biden specifically, I would refer you to his family. And as it relates to any sanctions, I'm not speaking to individual uh, individual persons uh, that from Russia. So, first of all, he didn't ask questions really about Hunter Biden. He asked questions about Joe Biden when he was vice president, having met with this woman, and then she was left off the sanction list. So, deflect, deflect, defend. But Hunter Biden's real estate company received a $40 million investment from this woman, which were revealed in emails. It also went into, we can bring it back, the relationship between the president's son and Yelena Batarina, the billionaire widow of the, again, corrupt Moscow mayor, has already been flagged as alarming by a Senate report after she mysteriously wired the $3.5 million to a company linked to Hunter one of the many shell companies that they had. <clears throat> Batarina's brother, Victor Batarine, told DailyMail.com the money was a payment to enter the American market. Hmm, that's interesting. Let me give you this money to what market? The, the, the corruption, the political corruption market? The, the, the American political uh, lobbying world? 
DailyMail.com can now reveal that Hunter's financial relationship with Batterina was far more extensive with her firm investing $40 million in a real estate venture by Hunter's company, Rosemont Realty. 2012, Hunter's firm had a $69.7 million plan to invest invest 2.15 million square feet of office space in seven U.S. cities. Documents outlining the plan said the money came from a mix of investors, including $40 million from Inteco Management AG, a Swiss company owned by Batterina. A Swiss company. Swiss bank accounts, offshore bank accounts. And you, you do a lot of things with, with uh, money in Switzerland that you really can't do with money in the United States as far as, I think, financial disclosures and and then hiding it. The Inteco Group is a plastics and construction behemoth that made Batarina the richest woman in Russia at the time. She has a current net worth of $1.4 billion, according to Forbes. <clears throat> Last year, Joe Biden uh, was it was a, let's watch this. A confused stare. Hold on. Oh, of course it's gonna do this on me. Ugh, of course. It's always these Twitter videos that do this. I think they do this on purpose. Anyway, whatever. It's, uh, he he was, <laughs> Joe Biden last year was asked, Mr. President, why haven't you sanctioned Russian oligarchs, Alina Batarina, who did business with your son, and all he did was stare at the guy? Like, did he, I don't know, did he understand the question? Or was he like, oh, crap, they were asking about all this. This this is not good. <laughs> and again, you know, uh, they they they're gonna turn around. They're gonna turn around, and they already are. And they're saying nothing. This is a nothing burger. They talked about weather. There's no evidence at all that Joe Biden was involved. Hunter Biden is a private citizen. Stop. The, the House Republicans should stop harassing a private citizen. Um, hello, how many private citizens have the, the Democrat House harassed and jailed and went after? So, I mean, it, it's just, what are the Republicans doing? That is the question. Uh, Comer, apparently, after, after all this, speaking to McCarthy about impeachment of joe biden and again i'll say it a lot of people impeach joe biden already impeach joe biden i say do it when the timing is right i'd like to see it done closer to the election but also i don't believe by any means that they will get a conviction in the senate and if they did who are we stuck with kamala harris and do we really need that right now that's why when i say closer to the election it would be better if that happens. But again, I'm just out here spitballing that I don't see a conviction in the Senate. But yes, it would be important for the court of public opinion. That That is true. Um, I, I, I want to see them go after Christopher Wray. Donald Trump hired him on the recommendation of garbage people. Donald Trump wasn't a politician. I believe Chris Christie might have recommended Christopher Wray, if I'm not mistaken. 
Let's go after Alejandro Mayorkas for all the issues at the southern border. I think every murder, every rape, every child that has gone missing, Alejandro Mayorkas should be held accountable for, and he should be impeached or removed. DOJ, Attorney General, Meritless Garland, he needs to be brought to task and investigated and, and removed for all of the political persecution that he has allowed and facilitated against political opponents, against ordinary citizens who have been jailed for trespassing. Uh, those, I think, are more um, doable as far as being people being held accountable. So uh, Comer went on Newsmax uh, last night with Greg Kelly. I'm going to play it. It's like an eight-minute video uh, speaking about the um, what happened during the testimony and I guess with him and McCarthy speaking about uh, impeachment. So let's, let's take a, a listen. Money, three million at least from China to various Biden family members and associates, 17 million from Ukraine, from Romania. Did you know about Romania? Uh, at least one million uh, from various oligarchs, government officials to Biden family members and associates. It is so strange. Devin Archer was the star witness, albeit behind closed doors today before the House Oversight Committee. He's the former best friend of Hunter Biden, and they were partners. He was actually on the Burisma board. And from him, we had to confirm today that Hunter called his dad at least 20 times in front of various people they were doing business with overseas. Why? Why would he do such a thing in the middle of dinner? I'm going to call my dad, the vice president. Ready, fellas? Uh, Sell the brands. The chair of the House Oversight Committee. Welcome back, <laughs> sir. Why would he have done such a thing? You actually met him. What did you think of Devin Archer? Well, I think that uh, he was under a lot of pressure today. Uh, we know that uh, the Biden attorneys have threatened him and intimidated him. Uh, we know the Department of Justice sent him two letters over the weekend, which is unheard of. Uh, but despite that, I think he answered a lot of questions that needed to be answered, specifically that Joe Biden did, in fact, talk to numerous people that his son was receiving wires from while Joe Biden was vice president. And that is something that Joe Biden has consistently lied about. That's what the Democrats have consistently taken Joe Biden's position, saying he never spoke with anyone Hunter Biden was doing business with. But yet we learned today that over 20 times, in fact, Joe Biden, while he was vice president, spoke with people who were sending the Biden family members these suspicious wires that the banks nor anyone else in America know what the purpose of the wires were for. And the nature of the, uh, well, here's what Congressman Goldman, and he's all hapless and nervous. A lot of people notice that. He, he was in the room, too. He's how he, how he characterized what Archer said about what the vice president said. The witness, Mr. Archer, was very clear that Hunter spoke to his father every day. Um, that, and he indicated that he approximated about 20 times over the course of his 10-year business relationship that he had with Mr. Biden, which would be with Hunter Biden, which would be about twice a year that 
uh, Hunter would put his father on speakerphone with um, uh, with whomever was at dinner, and he there was no indication that he had any idea who was at dinner with them. It was just a say hello, I'm at dinner here, and there was nothing related to his business dealings. Bullshit. Hello, I'm at dinner here with a bunch of people who were paying me money. Vice President Biden, my father. Sell the brand. Uh, it's obvious that this was no good. Yeah. What middle-aged man calls his dad every day and puts him on speakerphone so his business associates can hear him talk? I mean, another thing that Devin Archer testified today was the Biden family, in fact, was influence peddling. Uh, we know that Devin Archer has violated the Foreign Agents Registration Act. That's a very serious law. But when you think about what Archer testified today, my question is now, did Joe Biden commit the Foreign Agents Registration Act? Because his family was receiving millions and millions of dollars from these foreign nationals. None of these people that he put his dad on the business phone with are reputable business people. They all are under some type of investigation or on the flea in the countries where they originate from. The people that, that Hunter Biden was putting on speakerphone with his sitting vice president father were some of the worst people on the planet, but yet they were paying the Biden family millions and millions of dollars. And Goldman thinks that every American is going to believe the fact that, oh, well, they just talked about the weather. How's the weather in <laughs> Russia? How's the weather in Ukraine or China? I mean, that's ridiculous. So that is ridiculous. Every day we get more and more evidence that points to Joe Biden directly. All roads lead to Joe Biden. And today we've, we learned without a shadow of a doubt that Joe Biden has been lying to the American people when he said he never spoke with anyone his son was receiving money from. And he said that hundreds of times. So what do you think was going on here? I mean, yes. it seems obvious, but let's just say it out loud. Hunter was showing his business associates, the people he was doing business with, look who I can get on the phone that easily. Right. What do you guys want This is want the done? brand. All right, I'm gonna go back and get it done with him uh, when you're not around, but I just proved to you I can get him on the phone. Joe Biden on purpose didn't say anything substantive, substantively. The whole message was, look how close I am to my father. Right. And they go to great lengths to protect their father, a term that Joe Biden's brother, who we've never started with yet, but he's just as bad as the president's son. He just didn't leave a laptop laying around. They, he brags about the term plausible deniability yep. and they laugh about it when he talks to people like, yeah, my brother's involved, but plausible deniability. Ha ha ha. I mean, this is a trend that the Biden family has used. And one last thing that was said in this testimony today, Devin Archer testified that the owners of Burisma were pressuring Hunter to call Washington to get Shokin, the Ukrainian prosecutor, fired. And we know because we've seen on video, Joe Biden bragged about, in fact, firing the prosecutor in Ukraine that was investigating his son's corrupt energy company, and he wasn't going to give them our tax dollars, our foreign aid, unless the Ukrainian president fired the prosecutor. And that's what Devin Archer said that those guys. But we already know that. I'm not going to play the whole thing. The so the, the takeaway from that. Hunter Biden is the salesman for for these guys, his business associates. So it's like anything else. It's. Hey, I have access to this. I have this connection. I'm going to prove it to you. And yeah, Joe Biden, I'm sure Joe Biden's oh, at that time. Was probably a little bit more 
cognitively with it was not the direct, hey, this is how we have to do things. This is what's going to happen. I'm pretty sure it's one of those, yeah, I'm sure they asked about how's the weather there. I'm sure this is basically just Hunter Biden on a whim knowing that he can get his father, the sitting vice president, on the phone and show off to his business associates that, again, I'm going to make sure things happen. I'm going to fulfill my obligations because you're paying us millions of dollars for this influence, for this power, for us to craft the legislation to whether it's keep people off sanctions lists, whether it's to keep energy companies in business and pressure uh, governments and prosecutors not to investigate these corrupt business individuals who defraud everybody. Fire this guy. Fire that guy. We need help from D.C., the most powerful government in the world. We have your son. Prove it to us. The Hunter Biden has a brand to sell. They bought into the brand for millions and millions of dollars. Now the brand has to react and show that they can make things happen. They have to produce what their brand can produce. And that's all of those phone calls. I'm sure Hunter Biden blasted out of his mind. They were all got, probably got hookers and blow everywhere. Let me call my father, the vice president, and I'll show you what I can get done. But this is what it's going to cost you. And they're all enthralled that Hunter Biden can throw his phone on the table at dinner, wherever he is around the world. And on the, and the voice on the other end of that is the vice president of the United States. So that's, that's corruption. And that is bribery. And we're all sitting back listening to idiots like that guy, Congressman Dan Goldman from New York. They didn't speak anything about specific business. They talked about the weather. And all shaky and worried because he knows. He knows. I mean, follow the money. The, the money doesn't lie. The money trails are all there. If you're, you're wiring into businesses and accounts and LLCs, why does the sitting vice president and his family have all of these shell company LLCs that money from foreign entities are getting dumped into? Millions and millions of dollars. It's, it's all, there's a, there's a, in my opinion, there's a lot of smoking guns there. And now the, what are the Republicans going to do about it? What are they going to do? CNN is going to, and, and Democrats are going to run cover. I'll play one more video of uh, some idiot from CNN. Uh, yeah, it's a, let's see if this plays the Twitter video. So Goldman's sort of explaining that Archer qualified uh, the, the topics of discussion on these phone calls as niceties that Biden sometimes didn't even know who was um, in, on the other line. Bullshit. On Hunter and, you know, sources in the room telling CNN now that Archer did not point the finger directly at any sort of a connection between Joe Biden and his son's foreign business dealings and rather, you know, um, said that he was, uh, uh, uh. Hunter Biden was selling the illusion of said access. Forrest? Really a stunning development, Zach, when you consider stunning. that Republicans were selling this as, as a breakthrough that would link Hunter's business dealings with his father. Instead, business was apparently never discussed, according to Devin Archer. Zach Cohen, thanks so much for the report. <laughs> Brianna? The this is how this is how they're going to <laughs> this is how they're gonna run cover. Well, Joe Biden didn't know who was on the other end of that phone. Joe Biden, the sitting vice president of the United States, who I'm sure 
always has a busy schedule while at work, correct? Okay. You don't think Joe Biden knew that his son was meeting these very important business people, very important meaning that these are the people with the checkbooks who are going to make them rich through his son? You don't think Joe Biden knew that to look for Hunter Biden's phone call and, and have to answer it in order to sell the brand, they could have talked about anything under the sun. It doesn't matter. The fact that Joe Biden lied about not knowing any of his business associates when there were photos with them, where he's met with them, where it's proven beyond a reasonable doubt that he's met with these people, that they influenced a government to fire a prosecutor to because they were investigating the energy company that Hunter was on the board of. It, it's, it's all mind-boggling, but it's a big nothing burger. They talked about the weather. CNN said it. A member of Congress said it. None of it matters. What matters is Joe Biden's corrupt through his son and the rest of the family, and he, he shields himself with plausible deniability, which is smart. That's it's smart. And will it fly? Who knows? Most likely, most likely because Republicans seem to be spineless and instead we're going to indict Donald Trump for everything under the sun everywhere and not do not do a thing about it. We're not going to make any moves. Okay. Which by the way, this week most likely Donald Trump is going to get indicted over January 6th and then Georgia's right around the corner. So stay tuned for that. When all these DeSantards start arguing about everything that Ron DeSantis now is laying out, what he wants to do, I implore you to engage with them and ask them, okay, but how? How is he going to do that? And then direct them to Agenda 47 over at DonaldJTrump.com. The videos are, are, are key because Donald Trump actually will tell you how he's going to do it. And what he wants to do because he's done some of it started to do some of it and they stopped him. So again, when someone tells you that Ron DeSantis can do eight years and is younger, that's, that is, that does not matter. And then they'll start telling you all the things that Trump should have done and didn't. That's not selling me Ron DeSantis. Sell me. Ron DeSantis. You ever see the movie Wolf of Wall Street? Sell me this pen. Uh, like, sell me Ron DeSantis. What does Ron DeSantis bring to the table? Nobody can. Well, he, protecting education. Donald Trump spoke about that already. Sp did that already. Again, just Agenda 47. Returning production and essential medicines back to America and ending Biden, Biden's pharmaceutical shortages. Death penalty, human traffickers. That can't happen anyway until you do something with the Supreme Court ruling. Rescuing America's auto industry from Joe Biden. Rebuilding America's depleted military and how to do it and everything else. Every video, and, and you, you just look and he'll, you hear him tell you how he's going to do it. Protecting students from the radical left and Marxist maniacs infecting educational institutions. Sorry, Ron, you're not bringing something new to the table yet. Protecting Americans by taking on big pharma and ending global freeloading. Okay, trade, reciprocal trade act. Uh, what, what, 
what are we doing here, Ron? What are you bringing to the table that Donald Trump is not? He's going to talk about. He's going to talk about bringing military to the border and 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 lethal force against cartels. Donald Trump already said that numerous times. And they were like, you can't do that. That's an act of war. You can't do that. Donald Trump wanted to bring military, National Guard, and federal agents into cities that were being burned down by Black Lives Matter. And the blue city governors and the blue and the state uh the blue city mayors and the the blue state governors said, no, keep your Nazis out of our cities and states. So it's all bullshit. It's all smoke and mirrors. Ron DeSantis and his circus of idiots are bringing nothing new to the table. I don't want Ron DeSantis, a timid, awkward, shake box uh, Ron DeSantis in the Oval Office for eight years because, first of all, eight years are not guaranteed. Okay? Never guaranteed. His first four years... Ron DeSantis' first four years will be hoping to get reelected for the next four years. And that means not dismantling the deep state. And again, that is why I want someone that can come in, not worry about running for reelection, can throw live hand grenades into these federal agencies and rip them apart and start dismantling the deep state and getting it prepared for somebody coming in in 2028 who can take the helm, take over the helm and continue doing that. The question is, who is that going to be? Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up there. I didn't even get to plug MyPatriotCigars.com, but you know the deal. Go over to MyPatriotCigars.com, my company, 25% off. Use promo code MAGA. I'll be back. Oh, it's Tuesday. I'll be back tonight for We The People Radio with James Curry, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Hit the follow. Hit the like. Hit rumble. Make sure you hit the follow. Brian did not come in the chat today. He was in ICU yesterday. Uh, faithful MAGA morning Magadonian. So my prayers to him. I hope he's all right. Hope to see him tomorrow or tonight. Time will tell. Say a little prayer for Brian, the fellow MAGA morning crew member. And as always, MAGA hat stays on. I'll see you guys tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. See ya. (laughs) 